Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with the big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Lynn McMillan. Hey, Father Lynn. Hey, Irish. So, if you remember, we did an episode about the idea of God, you know, what is the idea of God, and where did it come from, and you were trying to help us understand that whole thing. Well, we got a couple of questions here from uh, uh, some listeners identified as being in high school, so you get the age group here. And they're kind of related, so I'm going to throw them both at you at the same time. Um, The first one says, so, you know, I really like the episode about God, but how do we know God is real? The other question is, why should we believe in God if we can't see him? So I I think they're kind of related, you know? How do we know God is real, Father Lynn? That's a good one. Well, uh, I guess my answer would be this, is that... um, Depends what kind of evidence you're looking for. So, <laughs> I want some hard yeah. evidence here. Come on. Well, it it depends on what kind of evidence you – I say, not what you're looking for. What evidence you allow to be submitted. Oh, what you might um, believe. The evidence you might – Not what you believe. What you allow as evidence. Okay. Um, well, let's hear your evidence. Well, I guess first it depends on the human heart. So we'll take the story of C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, brilliant writer great writer. He belonged to this group called the Inklings and J.R.R. Tolkien and all these great writers. But they, uh, like Tolkien was a very devout Catholic and C.S. Lewis was an atheist. He was actually head of the atheists in England. And obviously one of the points he disagreed on is God. God. (laughs) And after one night, um, C.S. Lewis realized he did believe in God, that he's been lying to himself, like especially like a walk through nature for him was evidence of God. And he realized there was all this evidence in his life. He just wasn't permitting the evidence to affect him. And so C.S. Lewis goes from being the head of the atheists in England to actually this profound writer of religious stuff once he kind of changed his heart and allowed himself. So uh, or uh, I think it was Emerson who said, people see only what they want to see. Or the Talmud says this in this great line, people don't see the world as it is. They see the world as they are. So does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So C.S. Lewis, he had the conviction that there that he was an atheist, and despite all the evidence, he only was going to allow one conclusion until over a lifetime, his heart changed, and he realized, I, I do believe in God. I've, I have. There's all this evidence. I just didn't allow it. Or it's kind of like trying to tell somebody, like... Um, so go, let's, let's go back to C.S. C.S. Lewis, okay? Confirmed atheist, non-believer... He didn't see the evidence in front of him. He did first. see the evidence. Well, he, he didn't did, allow he did, the evidence. He didn't allow the evidence. Talk about the evidence that he didn't allow, the things that finally kind of, well, I guess they must have all added up and he's going, whoa, there must be. I'd say the whole thing is evidence. All of life is evidence. But give me some specific examples. Well, for him, about like him. Uh, his would be uh, creation. He loved nature and literature. Um, 
So nature, it's like he sees these beautiful trees and flowers. And I don't want to speak for C.S. Lewis because I'm not sure what goes after that, but I would guess it would be something like um, the divine artist. For him, nature spoke about God. Later, so love, to him, joy, maybe some, sadness. Somebody would have to have created this. Somehow it got there. Yeah, I, and that mystery kind of starts to make him think there must be. Or maybe it was that. I just know it was nature. Maybe it was that or maybe it was just life itself, that there's something quantitatively different about life itself versus inanimate life. Um, I just remember once uh, reading that after this discussion, he had this realization, and I know what part of his answer was nature. But And later on in life, after he has his conversion, love, joy, pain, suffering, it's all evidence of God. It's kind of like um, imagine you're a little piece on a Monopoly board. Um, like You're probably the shoe. I'm probably the top hat. Jake <laughs> is probably a cookie. Um, I don't know if they have that. Why, uh, why, why would I be the shoe? I don't want to divert you I just, here. I just want to make myself a little bit better. Oh, that's but, good. <laughs> um, so, you know, I one day asked, you know, the old shoe, do you believe in God? Have you seen ever, any evidence of God? And the old shoe can say, listen, I've been around this board more times than you can imagine. And I have never seen this thing called Oh, who made Monopoly? Parker, brother? Parker, I've, yeah. I have never seen ev- any evidence of the Parker brothers who made this game. Well, yeah, the old shoe is right. But we'd say, well, the whole thing was made by Parker brothers. It's stamped right in it. Everything is speaking about Parker brother. Same thing with life. I think everything in life, the joy, the sadness, nature, uh, poetry, music, love, heartbreak – it's all evidence towards God. It just you only see the world as you are. Or, you, or I can't remember. Also, um, Thoreau had a great line. There's always a new dawn for, the, uh, for those who are awake. Or if you can handle one more. Um, and I really like this one. I'll probably refer to it too much. The C.S. Lewis story, Until We Have Faces. Um this story he tells until we have faces it's based on this roman myth about the god cupid who marries this woman except the woman never sees cupid's face cupid always comes at night and so her sisters convince her well maybe there is no lover maybe maybe he doesn't have face maybe he's ashamed so one night she decides to light an oil lamp and look at his face. She lights it, but a drop of oil spills on him and burns him. And because of that, for whatever reason, uh, it would take longer for them to be in a relationship. And then at the end of the book or end of the, the story, Cupid says to her, it's not me who lacked a face. It was you who lacked a face. Um, until we have faces means we're the ones who lack a language to respond to God. So God is slowly teaching us a language. And if without a language, you can't really name what God is. So our whole life is trying uh, to learn this language to reply to God. And if you say, well, give me proof of God. Why can't God just write it in the sky? 
Well, it doesn't matter. God would have has written it everywhere. But if you don't accept the evidence, you won't accept it written in the sky. You'll and I've seen this on human beings. We only do see the world as we want to see the world. There's a joke about this guy who um, is convinced he's dead, absolutely convinced he's dead. And no matter what his friend says, he'll say, no, I'm dead. And so his friend cuts him and he bleeds. And he said, see, you're not dead. All medical evidence shows that corpses don't bleed. And he says, I can't believe this. All the medical books are wrong. (laughs) He doesn't matter what you say. Or also, like, what was that actor, the actor um, Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins? This avowed atheist came out. He All his life, he's been an avowed atheist. And they asked him, why did you change to believe in God now? And his answer was, because of life. <laughs> and there's not one specific answer. It's all evidence of God. So um, you're, you're, you're really saying to this, teenager. this high school, this teenager, just look around. Look around. And just look around you and everything about you. I'm saying more than that. I'm saying, you know, you can only see where you're prepared to see. If you say, where's their proof of God? Maybe it's you who can only – you you won't accept the proof. Like C.S. Lewis, doesn't matter if it's all around. If you're not prepared to really see it, you will refuse to see it. You only see what you want to see. Yeah, for me, I guess – from what you're saying and just my own evidence and whatever is trying to, you know, seeing everything around me. I mean, the sky, the sun, the moon, great flowers, people, joy, all the stuff you say. It's like, um, I don't know that there's any other way for me to explain it. It's such a mystery. There has to be something there. The whole I, board. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's the, it's like the Parker Brothers thing, you know, the Monopoly thing, like, the whole board is yeah. Where's part? I don't see them on the board here. I don't see who are these guys that created this thing. But somebody did something. Did somehow it got here, and that's what you're saying. Just look around. There's probably some evidence that might get you kind of thinking about God. Is that what you're saying? Kinda. Although, like when you say look around, it's only a matter of what you're uh, willing, what evidence you're willing to accept. Right. Like Hopkins, he would just. I guess, wanted to be an atheist. And but so, I guess – this is another way of saying it. Something out there if you if, – if, you know what I mean? That, that's or out there or in you. In you. In you, out there, you know, something your heart is feeling, thinking, that kind of thing. That's where there could be some evidence that you could accept. That's what you're saying. Right. Find, find, there's, there's plenty of evidence if you just look around. If you're prepared Inside, to out, yeah. see it. Gotcha. Okay. It's like um, hearing without listening, right? To quote Sounds of Silence. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, or do you choose to listen or is it just... Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the other thought about evidence is, and I, I really admire talking to scientists with faith uh, because uh, they're willing to uh, d- see beyond the scientific method as their only means of proving God's existence because he doesn't fall in the scientific method. Kind of, except there's this book I really liked. It's called The Language of God by Francis Cullen, who's just absolutely brilliant. Brilliant scientist, mapped the human genome, definitely a scientist. And uh, he calls it DNA, the language of God, but it's a 
greater story how he admits he was an atheist and he was an atheist in college basically because he wanted a pliable moral code <laughs> uh, to do what he wanted to do. And um, he actually does come to believe in God and then he realizes in his book that um, everything, science, science speaks about God, love speaks about God. He just didn't want to look at the evidence because what he wanted is basically to sleep around and have sex without any sort of moral repercussions. That was really the problem why he couldn't see it. Once he got over that, even science, love, the birth of his daughter, everything spoke about God. And he's just this genuine human being. But it wasn't that there wasn't evidence. He wasn't willing to permit it because he didn't want to make certain changes in his lifestyle. And therefore, all evidence would be tainted. So, Father Len, I don't know how your story about sleeping around caused me to think about this. This is pretty weird. You talk about weird. But I just I just recall when – and this is the most vivid memory of me really thinking about and believing there was a God – is – being there to watch the birth of my first child. Um, this is back in a time when they were first letting fathers go in and watch children be born and whatever, and and I'm deathly afraid of seeing blood and all that kind of stuff. This nurse comes out, surprises me, hands me this gown and says, you can come in and watch. I sat down and watching our first baby, our daughter, Holly, being born – I just had this overwhelming sense of God. It, it I mean, it, 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 it very powerful. It's like how how else could any of this happen? I mean, it just it was amazing to me what what I felt, uh, and I felt like I was experiencing God right there. That reminds me of the Dorothy Day story. Dorothy Day was this bohemian writer, atheist, um, who um, she actually fell in love with this guy uh, and he demanded that she get an abortion when she gets pregnant. So she did. And she gets pregnant again. And this time she said, no, I'm going to have the child. And he said, you have that child, I will walk out of your life. And she said, I'm having the child. She has this baby. And she said, once she held her daughter in her arms, she felt this overpowering love. And she said, in an instant, I knew I was wrong. You know, she was an atheist and she felt such love and joy instantaneously. That was her first evidence that she was wrong. There is a God. And it's a great story of a saint who then find God in so many other places. But yep. It's, it goes back to your – there's plenty of evidence out there. And at some point, you if you're open to it, you're going you're gonna to feel it. You're going to sense it. You're going to see it. Yeah. Thanks, Father Len. I think you've helped us realize evidence of God is always present in us and around us in all aspects of our lives. If, and it's a big if, if we're willing to accept it. And speaking of evidence, we'd love to hear about evidence that has convinced you that God is real or any questions or doubts you have about God's existence. Just head over to our website www.gshow.com that's www.gshow.com and click on the questions button thanks for listening 
We hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, and purpose in our lives. See you then.